What's cracking? How y'all feeling? All right, so we move into hour number three. Huge, huge, huge weekend. Games on Saturday, games on Sunday, the divisional round of the playoffs. James Kelly and I did a, well, I don't want to say an abbreviated version. We had a full segment. We just couldn't get it all in. We hit three of the four games. We didn't hit the most competitive game, arguably, Kansas City and Buffalo. As you all know, we've heard this a million times. Patrick Mahomes going on the road for the first time in his career in the playoffs. And he and I will circle back, and we will get into that. What I'm efforting right now is Andrew Brandt. I think I'm going to find him momentarily. If you would like to take part, you know your telephone. Number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. If you'd rather hit me up on the X platform, you can do that too. It's a good way to go, at Jim Rome. If you're old school and you still email the show, believe it or not, we still read your emails. Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Checking your reaction quickly. (laughs) This dude. Check this out. I mentioned earlier in the program, never mind. Found my guest. We are joined right now by the executive director of the Morad Center for the Study of Sports Law and a professor of practice at Villanova University. He did serve as a Green Bay Packer vice president from 1999 through 2008. Former agent who represented NFL players. Host of the Business of Sports podcast. A contributor to Sports Illustrated. Andrew Brandt is my guest. Andrew, it is great to have you on the show once again. Thank you very much. How are you? Jim, always a pleasure. And uh, as you noted all my career, it's always been the case where I am busier after the seasons than during the seasons. It was kind of a counterintuitive to all the other people who work in football where the guy, the coaches, the scouts, the players busy during season. But once the season ends, that's where things heat up in the business world. Andrew, it's funny. I read one of your columns recently because I subscribed to your newsletter, and you said something really funny, that when the season would end, the players would say to you, so, do you get to go home now? <laughs> like like summer camp or something, right? Lay that out. Yeah, I'll explain it. People who should get the newsletter, I appreciate that. Just go to andrew-brandt.com every Sunday. And I always, you know, for 18 teams and another six this past weekend, it's over. So the day after is packing boxes, you go from a hustling, bustling facility for six months to by noon of that Monday, it's over. I mean, everybody's out. The locker room's empty. It becomes a quiet, like a shining building for six, for three months. And the story you mentioned is I would sort of be like a camp counselor saying goodbye to everyone at the Packers every year in January until they came back in April. And I just remember these players looking at me and saying, Andrew, do you have to stay here? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's my job. You know, I, I it's really funny. Oh, so you have to stay in Green Bay? You don't go to Florida like like us or whatever? So it was interesting. That is really funny. Andrew Brandt joining us. You know, obviously because you work for the Packers as long as you did, there's obviously a strong connection there. But having said that, I would imagine, Andrew, even if you didn't, you would still have profound respect for the so-called Packer way. For those who don't know, how would you define or describe the Packer way? What is it, and why do you admire it so much? Yeah, Jim, I'm still a fan. My sons, are still, they grew up there. We went to the game on Sunday in Dallas, and there were not just us. There were thousands and thousands of Packer fans in Cowboys Stadium. But it's really simple. It is avoiding the quick fixes, the sexy free agent signings. It is 
believing in your scouting, really trusting your scouting, and hiring coaches to play young players. Like when we interviewed the Mike McCarthy's or whoever we hired, like it was sort of handed down. You're going to play young players. They're not security blankets like coaches love. They're not experienced, but you're going to play them. And then from my angle, where I ran the whole financial part of the organization, go to players early in their careers. Sign them up. Don't let them get near free agency. Pay your core players top dollar. And then, of course, always, always draft and develop because you need that pipeline. And then on the quarterback side, you know, Jim, in the, in the early years, we used to draft quarterbacks late. If you remember Aaron Brooks and Mark Burnell and Matt Hasselbeck, and they were never going to play because we had superstars. But once we drafted Aaron, we realized this is something we'll need at some point. And, of course, everyone hated it. Why are you taking Aaron Rodgers when you have other needs? It happened again three years ago. Why are you taking Jordan Love when you have other needs? But that's the patience. You know one day you're going to need this player, and better to draft him now than wait till you need him. That is the Packer way, and it's showing up over and over again. Andrew Brandt joining us. So, Andrew, what about that? Like, obviously, it's way too soon, and I want to be very careful who I compare who to. But Jordan Love has looked sensational. I mean, he has looked sensational. What are your thoughts when you watch him play? And does it look like maybe Aaron did hand the baton to a guy who's going to be set for the next decade? You know what, Jim? I'm not the X's and O's guy. I'm not the scout, and I'm not going to venture in that lane. But I will say this. He reminds me so much of Aaron off the field, a young Aaron off the field, because he's got this chill. You know, these California guys, they've got this California chill. They don't take things too seriously. He is a calm person when the bullets are flying. And I noticed that the first press conference he gave when – Everyone's just throwing out all these questions about waiting and sitting for three years. I mean, to do that in itself, no one, no one besides Aaron and Jordan Love sit for three years in the NFL. And it just creates this mental toughness and this security within themselves. I've been so impressed with him. And, of course, as everyone knows, he's bonding with seven young receivers all under the age of 24 So it's just a nice way for this group to come up together. And so true. He is so cool. Like he, he is a really cool dude, but that doesn't mean that he's not serious about the craft and doesn't mean he's not a great player with great arm talent. Andrew, I'm curious about Aaron. For instance, I've known Aaron a long time. This has always been a big Aaron house. I've always loved the guy. I know you think the world of him, but the world has changed. I would argue Aaron himself has changed because we all do. What do you make of what you see and hear from Aaron now, knowing him as long as you've known him? Yeah, I mean, this is touchy because I have liked him and known him a long time. But the, the, the most I knew him, the most regularly I saw him, he was a young player. He was a backup, and he was learning to be a starter. And we communicated so often during the messy divorce when we moved from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and he handled himself beautifully, like just, I'm not going to say anything. I defer to Brett. You guys make the decision. And I just kept telling him, we are handing the keys to you. Do not worry about this. Keep your head down. And I knew him, you know, through the years where he ascended to one of the top players in the sport. I don't know this Aaron Rodgers, you know, that has been given the forum every week to spout on anything he wants to talk about, whether football or beyond. 
and what I can say about that is, I, you know, me, I don't buy in. Like, I don't, I don't engage in the, the back and forth about Aaron and the drama he creates. I just think that's sort of outside of football. I will say this. Aaron is off the charts intelligent. When we tested him, his numbers were off the charts. He picked up offenses. He was extraordinary in our locker room. Uh, no problem with that whatsoever. Guys liked him. Guys gravitated to him the same way it's now happening with Jordan. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Really good insight. Andrew Brandt joining us. So, Andrew, you recently posed, I thought, a really interesting question on The X. You asked, which fan base is feeling worse right now, Eagles or Cowboys? <laughs> Let me turn that around on you. Which fan base do you think should feel worse right now, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Quick story, Jim. I'm, we're at the game, and it's just going all the Packers' way. There was some questionable call. The Packers, you know, I thought it was a call that shouldn't have been called on the Packers. My boys and I are, like, saying, what is that? And our our Cowboys fans around us are looking at us and saying, just give us that. <laughs> just, mm. just give us that, please. Come on. Uh, anyway, it depends. I thought the Eagles would, after the backsliding the last third of the season – Okay, now it's playoffs. Now it's Tampa, not a great team. They'll turn it on. I really thought that. I really thought that. They're so talented, the offensive and defensive lines, and they didn't. And I, I would think that's a, mis- more, that's a fan base that, like, what happened? I think we're going to find out in coming weeks, like, what the heck happened to that team? But if you're putting me on the spot, I would say the Cowboys because they teased once again, strong regular season, putting away teams, and then this. The Packers, as everyone knows, receivers are running running wild in that secondary. There's no fight. And, you know, we know the answer, but after that game, you have to put everything on the table. McCarthy, Quinn, Prescott, Micah Parsons. But they're going to run it back. And I don't know, Jim, if I would feel differently. I know Jerry Jones, people think he's impulsive, but his history is he hung 10 years with Jason Garrett, so he's not really that type. But I think if you're a Cowboys fan now, it's like you don't really pay attention to the record until January now. Like, so they go 12-5 and five or 13-4 and four or 14-3. and three. Like, who cares, right? Who cares? Can they advance in January is going to be the question. I know Mike McCarthy well. I was part of hiring him 17 years ago. Uh, he's a good coach, extremely good coach. Can he win the big one down there? That's the open question. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's all fair. I think that's all fair. I think even Nick Sirianni, who was in the Super Bowl last year, is we got this whole thing going on. It's a side argument, Andrew, where the Steeler fans are so unhappy with Mike Tomlin. And I keep defending Mike Tomlin, saying anybody outside of Pittsburgh would love to have this guy. And then Steeler fan keeps turning this thing on its head and saying to me, yeah, Rome, but you're critical of McCarthy. There is no difference. And I'm like, there's a big difference. Yeah. You and I could get into that whole thing. Thing, but I don't want to do that. I want to ask you this because you're so well-versed in the business of sport. I find this really curious. Andrew, it, there were eight head coaching yeah. openings this year at one point. It seems to me to be an astonishing number. Is it an anomaly or is that the new normal? And how do you explain that? I explain it by something I talk about every day in the name of my you know, brand. It, the business has gotten so big 
Jim, we have media contracts that everyone knows worth $110 billion. We have a latest franchise sale of $6 billion. We have these franchises all probably valued over $5 billion. That's just extraordinary. So whether it's David Pepper, Pepper or whether it's pick a name, Dean Spanos, they're just not going to worry about paying off tens of millions of dollars of coaching money. They're just not worried about it. In the past, that's an issue. But even Mark Davis, who's cash poor, he's got so much money coming in from the league that you just don't worry about that. So you go and fix it. Everybody's like that now. We turn over a quarter of the league in head coaching, and who knows, Sirianni may make it nine. But they don't care. The money is so big for the business, they have to move on from these guys if they want to get it right. You know, Jimmy Haslam's been doing this for a long time. With Cleveland, he had one and done. He had a two and done, and now everyone's doing it. You know, three coaches didn't even make it through the season in Staley and Reich and uh, McDaniels. So there's just no patience anymore because the money's so big. So let me finally ask you this. Caleb Williams declared for the NFL draft. <laughs> Andrew, was there really a time where people tried to convince themselves that this guy in particular may actually stay in school because there was so much NIL money? Was that really a thing? <laughs> it's funny, Jim, because I just to, uh, to let you know, I've been consulted by some families in the past couple of weeks about whether they should stay in or not. But these are maybe players that will go in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and now you're sort of weighing $150,000 NFL bonus versus making 200000 of NIL. That's a conversation. Caleb Williams is not a conversation. I mean, he's going to get a bonus of $26, 27000000 million at total contract of $35, $38 million. There's no way NIL can compete with that. And even if it could... The whole idea in the NFL to make real money is to get your rookie contract in so you can get to your next contract in three years. So there was, I mean, him, Marvin Harrison, any of these guys, it's just no comparison. That was just folly to sort of hear about that earlier this year. No doubt. Leave us with this thought. So what about the Packers? If you circle all the way back, they're having a great year. I'd argue they're way ahead of schedule. And then no matter what happens this weekend, they're in a great place. The future is so bright. But... They're going to play this game. What kind of a shot do you give them against San Francisco? Well, it's hard to eradicate my bias. I think they've got a shot. But I know the pundits are saying there's no way this is such a, a, a juggernaut, these 49ers. You know, I just it's like anything. You know, can the Packers hang around? Can the Packers be in a position to make some plays? Jordan Love is playing lights out that whole thing, why not now? Just because they're ascending, why not now? Obviously, if you're a betting man, you're going to look at the 49ers, but I don't put anything past this Packer team. And the same thing with Houston. It's like, why not now? Just because everyone thinks they're a year away or two years away, why not now? We'll see. I did it. I took I took the points. I like the value for both those teams because they both have great quarterbacks. They're not afraid, and they're dangerous, and I, I like them a lot. Really quickly, because I subscribe to the newsletter, and I look forward to it every single weekend. If people are listening right now and they're not getting it, what do they do to get it? It's simple. My website is andrew-brandt.com. All you do is put in your email, and you get it free every Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Jim. I just put in thoughts that could be about sports, could be business, could be life. 
It's just something I enjoy writing, and I hope people enjoy reading. It's good content. I do. I enjoy it a lot. Andrew, thanks so much. Really appreciate you, and appreciate you coming back on. That was great. Always great, Jim. Talk to you All right. Take care. Yes, sir. Andrew Brandt joining us. I I subscribe to a lot of things, and like a lot of you, I don't want to subscribe to a lot of things, but there are some things that I cannot unsubscribe to because I have friends that kind of hit me over the head with, what's your email address, dude? And they would know if I would unsubscribe. This is not one of those things. That's a good newsletter. I read that. I look forward to that every single Sunday. All right. So good, good information, good insights. He's good anecdotally. What are your thoughts? When we come back, let me re-engage with James Kelly. Chiefs at Bills. Our thoughts, our breakdown, and our picks. Alvin's Week to Was is coming up. I wouldn't mind some ATPs from you. I wouldn't mind some reaction to anything you're hearing. James Kelly and I were talking early in the program, and we both said, today's a good day to talk some junk. Today's a good day to talk some junk, some personal matchups. It's not too late to do so. Hit us up. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. My thanks to Andrew Brandt. That was good. That was really good. All right, so James Kelly, I'm going to re-engage with right now. Hey, Big Head, you just shot me a picture. This is incredible. Is there a bar somewhere that has your segment and your face on TV? Yeah, right now, Mr. Peabody's in Encinitas, California. They're, my buddy's sitting there at the bar, and he just shot me the picture of it. Dude, what, what did your buddy think? I don't know. He hasn't seen me in like 30 years, so I'm sure he was surprised. Like, what the hell are you doing? Now, I bet what he said was, why are they using a picture from 30 years ago of you? Because he knows you don't look like that anymore. He did make fun of my uh, big head and knew exactly why they call me big head because of my forehead. That was really nice. Is, is that a dude that you've not heard from in a long time or somebody a you're constantly? A long constant? time. Graduated with him in high school. <laughs> it's been Incredible. A long time. She's shout like, yeah. out. Okay, yeah. shout out to Mr. Peabody's yes. in Encinitas. Yes. Thanks for putting us on. Yeah. Thanks for putting that big head on. There I'm looking go. at the picture. It's actually awesome. It is cool. Encinitas is a cool town, dude. I heard it's beautiful. Down it's there. have you not been? I, a little bit, drove by, not spent a lot cool of time. Cool town. Is it? Very cool vibes. Very cool vibes. I have not been in that bar, but a shout out to Mr. Peabody's. Hey, good looking out, y'all. Thanks for putting us on. All right, so let's finish what we started. Okay. We had a good segment, but Chiefs and Bills. Here we go again, but this time it's Chiefs at Bills, which, of course, is noteworthy because the Chiefs have never been at anyone's anything in Patrick Mahomes' six years as a starter in the postseason. Listen, Head, to me, both these teams belong here. Both these teams are dangerous. Both could still end up in Vegas, but both could also melt down at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. Inconsistent seasons for both, but they have each given themselves a chance. That's all you can ask for. What is the latest number? And I cannot wait to hear how you play in this. The Bills are two and a half point favorites to reach the AFC Championship game here. I think it's going to be close, so I will take the Chiefs oh. and the points. <laughs> 
Few worries about the Bills here. Yes, they won their first matchup by three, but after they jumped out to a 14-0 lead, I thought Spags put a clinic on Joe Brady for the remainder of the game and had Kadarius not gone Kadarius. Casey wins that game. Also for Buffalo, injuries are adding up, and uh, they're playing this game on two fewer days rest, which is a massive, massive deal, especially for an Andy Ryan coach team. Let's just hope Preston and Casey is right about Josh Allen not getting his hump on this week. The bottom line is week. Josh Allen can't ever get the hump. That's right. We don't need tired legs, Josh, at all. Um, also, their uh, corner situation Josh in Buffalo Allen. is not great. Rashi Rice is a real problem. He's a star in the making. Now, the Josh Allen... That's high praise, Mahomes, dude. Dude, he's, he's, he's making Josh a difference, Allen. and I know they need him. Do you feel Do you feel strongly about that? He is a star in the making? I do. Third in the NFL this season in Yak. Uh, for receivers behind your guy, St. Brown, and I believe C.D. Lamb. He is a star. I love him a lot. I'm not going to argue with that. I like him, too. Uh, Josh Allen v. Patrick Mahomes matchup. Interesting. Josh Josh Allen, Allen. yes, that guy, hasn't gone two consecutive games without throwing the ball to the other team. Josh Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. He didn't throw an interception v. Pittsburgh. But Patrick Mahomes, yes, that guy right there, has only done it once himself. His last two games he's played, meaning... They both are due to split the uh, other team's numbers here. Who's going to beat themselves? And, yes, Jawan Taylor scares the hell out of me in that department for Kansas City. But it's points, not a win, and Mahomes as an underdog is gold. Let's just hope that Taylor Ono curse isn't there to ruin the cover. Chiefs plus two and a half on the road. You know, he is absolute gold Gold. as an underdog ATS. Mm -hmm. He is. I know this. You know... Man, that's tough. You make you make a really persuasive argument. I got to admit, sometimes I think you're talking out your ass, and sometimes I'm like, this dude's right. This dude's right. I don't know. I mean, like, it sounds like a broken record, but the Chiefs are the defending champs. They do still have Patrick Mahomes. They do still have Andy Reid. But if Mahomes threw it to my man Mahomes? Andy Reid, he would drop it. Because almost any time he throws it to any of his receivers, they drop it. And when they're not dropping passes, they're committing stupid penalties or dropping passes and committing stupid penalties. On the other hand, to your point, they are 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread when Mahomes is a dog, which yep. is incredible. Mm-hmm. The Bills are busted up defensively at linebacker, at cornerback, and is Josh Allen going to hurt them by playing Josh hero Allen. ball like he is prone to do on the big stage, or is he going to show up like the Hall of Famer that he's going to be one day? I don't know, man. Tough call. Thing is, to me, the Chiefs look like themselves last week, but I don't trust them. Yeah, I still don't wrong. trust them. I don't think they're right. I don't think they were what they were. I don't even think that Mahomes trusts the guys that he's playing with right now. They're Mahomes? not right. The Bills are busted up, but they're hot. They're at home. They're balanced offensively. They can run the ball. I think they will do just enough defensively. I think they'll feed off the mafia. I think they'll survive in advance. I will lay the points. Damn. Buffalo minus two and a half. Love it. I hope you're right. Why? You went the well, other way. Oh, yeah. I know you do. I yeah. know you do. I know yeah. you're right. <laughs> you got them. You have that bet, don't you? Remind uh, the clones what you right. hit them at. I think it was twenty-five to one. I got to look at the thing, but twenty-five, 25 to one. To one when they're six, six and six, I hit them at twenty-five to one. So all these horrible just bets to win the AFC, up. dude. Not to win it all, right? Just Correct. to win the AFC. Yep, That's it was right. fifty to one to win the whole thing. But I'm like, nah, I can't go against the fam there. But yes, twenty-five to one. That'll make up for some 
rough weeks here. That's a great Correct. play if you hit that. All right, so since we did it over two segments especially, can you reset the whole thing? The four picks, what do you have? Ravens minus 9.5 v. Texans. Packers plus 9.5 at San Fran. Lions minus 6.5 v. Bucks. Chiefs plus 2.5 at Bills. And I did not go Jameis again. Not one A1C joke for me. Look at me. I did it. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right, go ahead, dude. Put it up on the X if you want. Good job, head. Well Thank done. You. All right. All right, so he and I are on the opposite side on a couple of the picks. It's going to be a great weekend, though. And I'm looking at the picture. Mr. Peabody's in Encinitas. Hey, listen, you want to shout out like that? Put the show on in your establishment. Make sure somebody gets it to me if I don't see it myself, and you will get your shout out. Mr. Peabody's, good looking out. Of course, the head has got a buddy in the bar at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah! But I'm glad the bar is showing the show. Encinitas is a cool place. All right, so I mentioned earlier, I started to get into this before Andrew Brandt came on. I said the guy was ice cold, but he got a submission in, and maybe it would turn, and he's back for more. This one is addressed to Abra Rome Lincoln. Quote, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face with that. Signed, Muck McCarthy, when the waiter offers him a salad. Man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. That's Fletcher. Fletcher to a reporter who asked if the team had heard anything about Nick Sirianni's status. And Fletcher said, man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face with that. Man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. V in the Fee said, quote, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face with that. Sign Muck McCarthy when the waiter offers him a salad. Man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. And then he warred Jards Kelly, falling victim to the Jards curse again this weekend. Huh? Dude, weren't you the one who sent an email from Mike McAsey1? Come on, man. A1C, excuse me. Of course I butchered that because I'm not about that life. Man, you're a clown, bro. Dear Jim, mercifully for the big head, the season is almost over. I haven't seen a boat taking on this much water since Captain Daley set sail. Signed, Brett and Bugaha by way of Fadesville. Hey, Brett, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face with that. Man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Dear Romster, Nick Sirianni already has his presentation ready when he meets with Jeffrey Lurie. Quote, Mr. Lurie, we dropped a big deuce last weekend, but we're not going to sit here and look at it. We're going to flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. You take Jim and deuce, Hastings. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. Well played. And I like this one a lot, actually. Dear Jim, wait, Mr. Rome, as a Steelers fan, I just want to say we mad. We are tired of average seasons and disappointing postseasons. We would rather have a few losing seasons and the occasional playoff run. So anyways, as a young clone of this show, I look to you to guide my thinking in this area. But getting kind of tired of the Tomlin average. Sincerely, Ben in SC, son of John in Philly. 
All right, first of all, John and Philly, you raised a very bright, respectful young man. Good for you. Hey, Ben, good on you, dude. Good on you. You obviously don't feel jaded or entitled like a lot of the fan base. If you're looking for my guidance, Tommy, I'm going to bring you into this in a minute. Be ready. If you're looking for my guidance, on the one hand, what you think is mid and average is actually better than that. There are a lot of fan bases that would give anything for a 10-win season. Put that aside for a minute. If you're upset, though, quote, we mad, fine, fine, you mad, but you mad at the wrong person. The guy can only coach the players that he has. He's not picking the players. He's not the one that's picking the quarterbacks. He's not the one picking guys of questionable character. That's not his deal. He can only coach who he has. The only job of any coach is to maximize the talent that they have. He's done that. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at the folks that are giving him the bad players that he has to coach. Be glad that he even still wants to be there. You have it much better than you think you have it. As an example, I bring in my EP, Tommy. Tommy's a longtime Jets fan. Tom, do some research for me. So they win 10 games this year. Steeler fan has had enough. They're furious. In your lifetime... How many times have the Jets won 10 games? Six. In my entire lifetime, six seasons, the Jets have won 10 games. That's it. So 10 games to me is like the entire fall is, you know, it's a joyride. You're high the entire time. For a Steeler fan, 10 wins is utter misery, clearly. Which, again, I understand being stuck in kind of a a rut with a team, feeling like you're not getting over a hump, feeling like things are stagnating. I kind of understand that. But you have to understand that some fan bases see 10-win seasons once a decade. It's been eight years since the Jets had a winning season. The Steelers never have a losing season. The Jets just ran off eight in a row. The Jets haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. Granted, that's the longest drought in the league. I get that. But I'm just saying, for some fan bases, Mike Tomlin and 10 wins and going to a playoff game looks pretty damn good. Like, you'd love to have that. Yes. Yeah, that's a good year for you. Yeah. You'd come in here with a much better attitude than you love do. I would literally be one of the best seasons of my whole lifetime as a Jets fan. Yes. No, that'd be one of the best years of your whole lifetime, exactly. right? Yes. All right, good. I think that's some good color to add to that. All right, so son of John, Ben and SC, I hope that helps. But hey, I want to say, isn't it interesting that one of our younger clones is so much more reasonable than the adults in the room? Respectful. Not threatening me, not saying you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're a sycophant. First of all, Steeler fan, Steeler fan, Steeler fan. How many of you can use the word sycophant without hurting yourselves? Be easy, easy with that. Hey, you sycophants in the national media. I don't know. Ben, Ben's just saying, Mr. Rome, we mad. We mad. We wouldn't mind sucking for a few years in order to be good again. Please advise me. Like, the reasonable, rational youngster in the jungle. Way more so than the adults in the jungle. I like that, Ben. Good job, dude. I'm proud of you. You've got a very, very good head on your shoulders and a very, very bright future. And I think that if Tomlin gets some players to work with, he will too. If I saw a guy going through the motions, if I saw a guy burned out, if I saw a guy who lost the locker room, if I saw a guy who clearly his message no longer reverberates, 
I'd say, you know what, man? You're right. It doesn't work anymore. He doesn't want to be there. The players don't want him there. They're tuning him out. He's lost them. He can no longer relate to them. I would agree with you. But that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a guy who's never had a losing season. That's what I'm seeing. Who still has that fire. And I like the way he showed up yesterday. I do. I like the way he addressed the media yesterday. I like what I heard from him yesterday. And also, you know something else about him? You're not getting a guy who's so locked in his way that's not willing to change. Right? He already said it. I'm going to go outside the organization to get an offensive coordinator. I'm going to keep an open mind and learn from what I haven't done right. The only issue I had with him in what he said yesterday is what he said was, I should have handled the situation better at that press conference. If he had stopped right there, I would have been fine. But then he hit a butt. He goes, I should have handled that better, but there's a place and time for a discussion about a contract, and that wasn't it. Right, Mike. So that's what you should have said in that place and time. You should have just said, when somebody asked you about your contractual status, you should have just said, you should have taken a beat, and you said, you know what? We just had a tough loss. I think there's a place and time for that conversation. And I'd just rather not have it right now. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but. Respectfully, Journo, I know you have a job to do, but I just don't think this is the right place and time for that conversation. And then nobody says anything. As opposed to stomping off mid-sentence. So I, I wish, I liked, I loved everything he had to say yesterday except that. He should have just said, I should have handled that better, Period. But I like a young clone coming in here. A young, smart, rational clone. James Kelly's trying to stick up for his boy. When I said, yeah, real surprising that James Kelly has a friend drinking in a bar at 11 o'clock. Quote, he's from Golden. It's what we do. Drink. Hey, dude, there's nothing wrong with drinking. Do you have to start before lunch? In the morning? AM? AM cocktails. All right, when we come back, Alvi's incredible week that was. I know it will be because one, Alvin's incredible. And two, I know we had another good week on the show. ATP. I would love to have an incredible ATP. Deserves an incredible amount of praise. He does. Alvin does deserve an incredible amount of praise. Here's a sports update for you if you've been The Ask the Pros brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Albie, are you prepared for the week that was? Then roll it, son! Welcome to the jungle. A tremendous Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. Hope you had a good weekend. Well, some of you had an amazing weekend, and some of you had maybe the worst weekend ever. And I'm here for all of it. Ho, 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 ho. Cowboys. Big Mike. Dak Prescott. Yeah! And for Dallas, another 
heartbreaking end to his We have seen some epic cowboy playoff collapses over the years. And that right there was not only another one, but maybe the biggest one ever. One of my most surprises. You know what would have actually been one of the most surprises? If your team actually showed up and played a great game. War Cowboys ownership firing themselves and getting something new. I'm sick of it going to watch a double feature movie at my diminutive ranch home. The Silence of the Lamb, three-time pro bowler. In terms of playoff losses, where does this one rank? Gene Slater. Jim, every time you call, you know, I make time for you. I didn't use the word, how do you power rank this one, Jerry? But I did ask him where this one stacked, and he said that this was pretty high up there. Most painful. Tina, what's going on? How are you? I'm in Detroit. Uh, I'm 70 years old. Ah! Oh, no, Tina! That was harsh. That was harsh. That hurt. It's physically painful. Most painful. The rules are rules. That was cold, bro. You guys acting that lady, man. That's somebody's grandma, dude. You know, people love that lady. I'll just say it like this, all right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit, The Gofford Bowl Revenge game winner, Jared Goff. How can you not be happy for that guy? That really was a revenge game. A real revenge game. Years past, the Lions would have lost that game. Now, they won that game. Buccaneers clip the Eagles' wings. Joey fan, put that horse crap Sando down. Horse crap Sandos are for closers only. The Eagles aren't openers either. The Eagles are no-showers. Eagle fan, your season may be over. But you still could, took a crap on Bakersfield. Ah. Hey Jim, man, I'm a first-time listener, new caller. I know this is going to get me run, but it's worth it. I knew this coach named Nikki, and yes, you could see him clad in dark green. I saw him at Arrowhead Stadium. Ah. Dude, you're not a first-time listener. And how did you, and how did you know about getting run? Touchdown, Packers, for Aaron Jones. It's his third of the game. Aaron Jones joining us. Y'all were prepared to go into that house and shock the football world? Uh, 100%. We expected that. We believed in each other. We set our standard a few weeks back, and we've been playing to that high standard. I'd, I'd like to war a couple of things, but I don't have any wars or anything like that. I do have a year left on your contract. Steeler fan doesn't even seem to care who the next head coach is. I'm not even hearing that from Steeler fan. All I'm hearing is, we have to get rid of Tomlin. Jerry, you silly-ass man. I want to punch you right in the face. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to Jerry, play. Jerry! Jerry! Mikey! Ifatu Milnfonwu. No matter how he'll try to downplay it, like that that definitely meant a lot. So we were just happy that we got the win and he got the game ball as well. Jim, I can't tell you how good I feel. I won't go into the thing about how long I've been a Lions fan because it's unbelievable. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit. which You do know we play indoors, right? They got Dome. You do know we're in a dome, right? Mm. I lost, by the way. Yeah, but it's 13 degrees anyway. Mm. Mm. They're a bunch of crybabies. The bottom line is Josh Allen can't ever get the hump. Get over the hump. Why I call you butter. We were watching Josh. highlights. You thought you saw a touchdown. It was actually on replay. And I was like, yo, if you think it's butter, but it's not. It's time to beef. People operate shopping carts without looking where they're going. People that are taking over our local coffee shop and using them as their own personal offices. But I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I like that, dude. Good job. No. <laughs> Thinking that a man named Dakota is going to win them a championship. Friends who live in these hot ass states and are sending me pictures of their green grass. The upper management who trains you at work to be the next promotion, and instead they give a promotion to the office rat. Now I'm 43 years old, mind you. Dude, I so wanted to hear you light up management and the rat. Well, I came to Dallas to win the world championship. Diarrhea of the mouth and diarrhea of the ass. And they're spewing it out. 
out in copious amounts of both ends. Do not rack him. Lose his number. And I'm going with the myth, the legend, Big Trust, new era, eight apera. Apparel is minus nine and a half. Bulger catching a stray. Where the hell did that come from? We're lying, fans. <laughs> hey, Edward, what's your favorite color? Always a Jim Rome fan. Appreciate you. It's not Jarrah. It's Mr. Jones to you. He left 20% of himself in the owner's suite. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm <laughs> we need to get you back to a race. Remember when I broke the pace car? I'll never forget. We need to redo on that. Buy into us. It's time to kick that bitch down. Oh, teamwork works. Alvin, get me out of here. Good night now! Bravo! Alvin DeLauro. What a maestro. What a maestro. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to Product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click ranger.com or stop on by. Hope you had a great week. We did. My thanks to the XR4TI doing a great job. Megatron, Calvin Johnson, Hall of Famer, Lions Legend came by. Andrew Brandt made it in. The big head, James Kelly, with a great segment. Let's get my thanks to the XR4TI. Clones, enormous football weekend. Can't wait to come back on Monday and talk about it. See you then. We are out.